Welcome to the Rebooting Business Podcast, where we discuss how businesses can reboot, rebuild, and come back bigger and stronger than ever before in a post-COVID-19 reality. And now, here's your host, David Summerfleck. And hello. Thank you for watching or joining us on YouTube for another podcast episode of Rebooting Business. I am your host, David Summerflack. I'm a digital marketing specialist online at www.dms.blue, as it probably says on the screen if you're watching this. This is episode number 26, and my guest today is David Goldstein. How are you today, David? Very well, thank you. Let's start at the top, and please introduce yourself to listeners or viewers with who you are, what you do, and then I want to get into your experience and background. Sure. I'm David Goldstein, and I am this, I call myself the COO, the creator of opportunities for team bonding. We are a uh, in, uh, international corporate team building company. Um, we do, have done thousands of events for the biggest companies, the best companies uh, all over the country, all over the world. Now, how, when did you guys start and how did you start? Team bonding started right around the turn of the century. So right around uh, 1999. And it started because I was running another company that actually wasn't doing so well. Uh, I was running a, a dinner theater. I was the first murder mystery dinner theater in the U.S. Wow. When was that? I started in 87. Okay. And I, I, Launched it. I licensed it. I had 30 mystery dinner theaters all licensed to me. And then somewhere in the end of you know, 99, everyone was doing dinner theater. So in Boston alone, there were 37 dinner theaters. Mm. Shows. So all of a sudden, I, you know, I thought I could outsmart them. I could outmarket them. I could do everything that anyone else could do. But what I couldn't do was come up with something that was new and different. I'd been doing mystery dinner theater for you know, 13 years at that time. But I wasn't doing Italian weddings or Irish wakes, or and there were a lot of other things that you know that were bigger, that were better than what I was doing. So actually, what I ended up doing to compete with that is instead of trying to compete head to head with it, I went smaller. So we started to customize our murder mysteries. We started to do team building events. We started to do things that were a little bit more corporate designed, and that's kind of where team bonding was born. And that basically evolved into the team uh, building business that you have today it did it, you know it became a really easy decision you know would you rather deal with you know a hundred individuals or would you rather deal with one person or, you know, who was right and, and rather than a hundred individuals of one particular type or interested in one particular type of offering now you've got a, a smaller number of people but they're a different type and they're also interested in a different type of offering fair to say right Fair to say, because you know, murder mystery or corporate entertainment at the time yeah. was optional. So, you know, you didn't have to do it. Team building was a little bit more, there was a budget for it. There was a, you know, it, it crossed over to HR, it crossed over into things that were now very popular, company culture, employee engagement, employee retention, all the things that, you know, people had to justify. And we yeah. started, and so it was a different pocket where the money was coming. Same company, but different pocket. So why team building? Because obviously you could have gone into something similar or related. What 
convinced you to go into team building and well I want to leave it at that first and hear what you have to say about that well once we started to go into corporate I started to see okay what corporate are doing we did a murder mystery called business is murder so basically the script would be customized around the people that were going to be attending you know, so we would uh, get a, information in advance we would do the show around a dinner we started to think what else did I have that was that would appeal to the same audience at the time, I was doing a limousine scavenger hunt, a limousine scavenger hunt with uh, Polaroid cameras and film. And it was, we called it at the time, team building by accident. You know, you had three hours to jump in the limousine. You had 40 photos. You had a list of 100 items. And you had to figure out how to get the most points. And it was amazing to me to see at the time. The biggest one we did in early, early in those days, um, we did a 40 limousine scavenger hunt. So it was 40 limousines, 240 people. And I learned a lot of lessons that day. Um, the first was, you know, um, it's hard to make everybody happy. Very true. And the second was um, you could do something that, you know, it, it went viral in those days. So, you know, we, at the time we actually asked, we were, you know, across the river from Polaroid. We were in Boston. Polaroid was in Cambridge. We said to Polaroid, we're going to do this great event. And they said, yeah, that's nice. So all we really want is film and, and, and cameras and, you know, you'll get any publicity that we get out of it. And, they said, no, thank you, we're not interested. So Kodak at the time was infringing upon Polaroid's trademark, and they gave me cameras and they gave me film, and we got on television, we got in the business journal, we got in the newspaper, we got in the evening magazine at the time. Everybody was covering it. Polaroid called shortly after and said, why didn't you ask us? So it's, and I wonder if, they, if the higher-ups even knew. Maybe... Um, yeah, they probably, uh, the people that you, that you spoke to probably didn't even communicate it. They just, you know, lack of vision. Um, so when you talk about team building, how do you define it to the C-level people? Or do you not even talk to them at all? Well, it's not always the C-level people that talk to us. I mean, usually um, we're set up a little bit more inbound. So people will be um, looking to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, employee retention, uh, employee engagement, the things that are that, that are issues, uh, communication. Um, so the things that we offer are various levels of uh, solving those problems. I mean, most of what we offer is somewhere between two and four hours. Sometimes we'll put a couple things together. Sometimes we'll do a retreat. But there's only so much you can accomplish in that time. So we try not to overpromise. I mean, if you and I got together and, and uh, did an escape room together, right? We would, you know. We could talk for an hour. We're going to talk for an hour, but we'd know each other better at the end of the escape room because we'll have depended upon each other to do something. You know, you'd use your skills. I'd use my skills. At the end of the time, we'd escape or we wouldn't escape, but we'll have learned a lot about each other and you know, we'll trust each other a whole lot better. And a lot of our activities are designed that way to, to build trust. Now, when you were talking early about who you would be contacted by, it's not going to be the sea level Maybe it's going to be um, an intermediate level um, project manager, maybe, maybe depending on how many people they're overseeing or the size of the company. What types of companies would you say usually contact you and then which ones do you think are, are the ones who would really need team building the most? It's... It depends. Um, sometimes we're doing, you know, our products kind of cover different things. So we do a lot of charitable programs. 
So there's a, you know, in some companies, um, they have a whole charitable component. So those people will reach out to us to do something to, to give back to the community. Um, this summer, we did an awful lot of work with interns. You know, with virtual interns, you know, they're not coming into the office. You've got to find a way to get them to bond with the people that they're working with. Um, in the fall, you know, we'll be doing um, uh, you know, kickoffs and re-kickoffs, depending upon when people go back to school. So a lot of different things have uh, – we have over 100 different programs, and now we have more than that because we've got all the virtual programs. But ideally, you know, the programs are designed to meet different issues, whether it be getting to know each other better, getting to trust each other better, um, communication, uh, problem solving. Sometimes there are real issues that, that companies have to deal with. Um, we're going to be adding a, a diversity and inclusion. That was one of my questions. Have to. Um, it is a lot of difficult conversations that are going to happen. That are happening. Yeah, and and on that topic, how do you do that? I mean, do you do you consult with psychologists or sociologists? Do you consult with specific um, inclusion professionals? And other than how you would how you would actually implement that which I'd love to see one because I've never seen a team building exercise that really focused in on that. And other than how you would do it, if, if there's an example, I'd love to hear it because yeah, I've yeah. never seen it. Well, I mean, the first thing you have to realize, or I have to realize is that I'm a, you know, I'm a 50 something year old white guy. You know, what I say doesn't matter right now. So what I have to do is realize, you know, okay, team bonding is in a place where we can have a, a space in that conversation, but we have to say it in the way that people expect it. Um, so I did talk to, you know, leaders in, uh, diversity. I've talked to, uh, head of diversity for large companies, trying to figure out who is speaking in this space. Um, and I found most comfortably, I found, I found improv. Um, we're working with a, uh, a troupe that does something called, uh, oh, I think it's, uh, black power, white privilege. And it's, too, it's a, it's a older uh, white guy. He's married a single black woman. She's not. And they, they engage in different situations. They role play. Wow. Okay. To see different things that they may not anticipate. And then at the end, have a discussion at the end. Now, I'd love, I don't know if you're familiar with this or not, but if you are, I'd love to get your take on this. Have you heard of Jane Elliott? I have not. Okay. Jane Elliott, if I had a hat to take off to her, I would. She would never know anyway. But she's a lady, I don't know how old she is. She's an older woman. She's been around for at least 50 years now. Um, she was a former school teacher. And she used to travel the country doing very powerful um, workshops or seminars or classes regarding discrimination, privilege, um, and racism using what's called the brown eye, blue eye. Um, experiment. If you Google brown eye, blue eye, you'll see Jane Elliott's uh, workshops come up quite quickly. And she was on Oprah, um, has, has been on the BBC, and um, very, very powerful workshops where people break down and cry, people storm off, um, just a lot of power in them. And, you know, so you articulated what one would be like that you would put on 
And this type of one where I'm not sure if it's more confrontational, maybe it is in the context of you basically have an environment where people who have brown eyes are treated one way differently than people who have blue eyes. And then the structure is put into it. What is your what is your take on that type of situation um, as a team builder? And then I'll get into other questions. Just and, and I understand this just came off you know the top of my head with you talking about about that. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on something like that. I think you know you know we've got the pandemic, we've got Black Lives Matter, we've got a lot of things that are happening, and now people are still working at home. At some point, they'll come back to the office, and they're going to have to deal in person with some of the things that they've been talking about. Um, I think team bonding is, is in a position to facilitate those discussions, but not, you know, we're not a company that does that. But I think, you know, we want to have something that is interesting, engaging. The word I'm using a lot is empathy. I think we have to find a way for people to have empathy for other people. And if we can facilitate those discussions, because companies, it's a slippery slope. There's a, you know, we've had a couple of issues just where, you know, as a team building company where we've crossed this imaginary line and haven't, you know, have offended people by accident. I think companies are going to need to know where that line is. And, and I think we need to have something that at least gives them the opportunity to open the, the conversation. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And I think, I'm sure you've seen the TV show, What Would You Do? Yes. I, I can imagine the different types of scenarios that you could integrate into a team building type of um, situation that would be really interesting. I'm sure, I think it's really interesting that there's so many different ways that you could integrate psychology or sociology or economics, uh, you know, into role playing or into a team building. I think it's very interesting what, the different ways that you could take it. It's a lot of what you don't see. So, you know, from my perspective in my life and your perspective in your life, you just don't know what you don't see so until someone says something. For, yeah. so for a few months ago, before all you know, this was top of the news, we have a program called uh, Operation Cancer Care. So we're building uh, cancer care kits with the companies for people that have cancer. So at the end, they get these, these bags with coloring books and, 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 and lotions and various things that help them in, in chemo and recovery and such. One of the things afterwards, the facilitator after the event, a number of people came over to him afterwards and said, we don't understand. And he said, what do you mean we don't understand? He said, you play this game. It's, it's a game where it's like jacks. And you, you drop the jacks and you pick up the, the bad cancer cells and you leave the good cancer cells. Why are the bad cancer cells black? So I think it's a fair question. Uh, and, you know, something we never thought of. Yeah. Something changed immediately after now you know we have different colors now for that but it just, it's a it's a bias it's an unseen bias it's a part of, of society um i mean there's a there's a video that muhammad ali uh, there's a video of an interview i should say that muhammad ali gave and of course this was a long time ago uh he was a young man uh during that time and i don't even know if he was muhammad ali at that time or if he was still Cassius Clay, but it was it's a great video, very powerful, and it's comedic. And you hear people laughing over. And he says, I always he said in the interview, I always wondered why the angel food cake was white and the devil food cake was black. Everything evil was was black, everything good was white. The president is in the White House, not the 
president's quarters, right? Or the address like they do in the UK. And he gave all these examples, one right after the other. And it was very powerful to hear this and to hear it put into this context by this remarkable man, you know, undeniably, if not the greatest boxer of all time, certainly one of them. And, you know, a great Olympic athlete, very charismatic uh, man. But it was very powerful to hear all that put into that context. Yeah, we just weren't listening then. Yeah, and it's ironic that the video is being replayed over and over again so much now. Um, I just see it all over social media. Uh, now, let me jump to my next question, which is kind of related to what you were bringing up before. We've got a global pandemic, as if that weren't enough, economic turmoil that probably rivals the Great Depression. I don't know, I wasn't there. But from what I understand, it's pretty doggone close. Political upheaval, regardless of who you like or you don't like, and certainly social upheaval, which uh, is undeniable as well. How do you make team building relevant to businesses who need it the most? And how do you, quote unquote, sell team building at this point in time of our nation's history as a necessity, as an investment? And not, you know, this is just another bill that I don't need right now. Well, I think a lot of it was, you know, the way I look at it is clients and companies, they were, they were all, you know, it happened quickly. They all were sent home. I think everyone, including us, thought, okay, a couple of weeks, maybe, maybe a couple yeah. of months, it'd be fine. So then people started to look for things to get their people together, you know, you know, they're all working at home. They're all, you know, you're, you're not together like you've been every day for, for as long as you've been working. So you need ways to bring people together, first of all. So people first started to, to look at uh, uh, cocktail hours. You know, let's, let's bring them together and have a happy hour. And then the second thing they looked for was uh, trivia. Yeah, you know, well, that'd be fun. Let's just do a trivia game. I remember those. Yeah, and they started to go through that. And they were like, okay, well, we're still here. We're still home. Doesn't look like we're going to go back any longer. Is there anything more that you know that we can do? So that's what we've been doing during this time is trying to continue to pivot, and it's a word I promise I won't use when this is done, um, to more virtual events, but not just the cocktail hours and the trivia games. You know, real things that you can work together in teams and rooms and do things and solve things and uh, communicate. And, and there's a lot of things that work very well uh, to bring people together. I don't think budgets have changed yet. I think we're still in summer where people are, you know, the budgets they had were for summer outings, not really team building. I'm hoping the fall that they'll look at other ways to, you know, okay, we're here. You know, we have to, you know, if you're working for me, I want you to be happy. I don't want you looking for somewhere else. You know, you've got to find ways to keep them happy, keep them engaged, keep them, you know, half the reasons people stay at a job is the people they like the people they're working with. Very true. Very, very true. So now yeah, it's, it's different. Sorry. It's I'm different. Sorry. It's different. But I think, you know, we at this point have about 35 different options and they've evolved from, you know, from March to now they're continuing to evolve. So, you know, as people get more comfortable with certain things or less comfortable with others, you know, a lot of the things we're doing now are uh, we're shipping kits to people. Chocolate tasting, beer tasting, uh, cocktail making, um, painting—you know—a lot of things that kind of bridge the. Great idea. 
well, it was a great idea, but as we, we talked about earlier before the conversation, it was a great idea before the post office slowed down or UPS got busy. So, And maybe there's a way to offer those online. You, uh, I mean, I, you could have, I could think of some ways that you could make it interactive online, absolutely. Now that people are a little more comfortable getting out of their houses or have figured out how to get stuff delivered, there's definitely more options than there were. Yeah. Do you think that the small business owner today, perhaps the mom and pop shop, you know, I hate to use that term because it's bandied around so much, but do you think this, the typical small business is an entity that could benefit from the larger corporate team building or the team building type of exercise? Well, the one thing that this has done is it's made us available to smaller groups with lower budgets. I mean, when we were just doing the big companies, we had a, you know, a, a minimum uh, value of us going out, doing the event, shipping the stuff. But now it's, you know, when we're doing things where we, they used to start at about 3,000 and they started about 750, it makes us more accessible to, we're doing schools now, we're doing uh, religious establishments, we're doing things for other people that we hadn't done before because the budget is much lower. Mm. Um, well, so it's, that's good. That's good that you, you've been able to adapt and kind of offer different uh, as we haven't seen before, uh, you know, smaller companies, you know, companies that are doing things, you know, uh, like game nights and such. For those who are unfamiliar with corporate team building or its uses, which there really shouldn't be that many people unfamiliar with it, um, what would you say are some of the most common misconceptions uh, about team building? I still think a lot of people think of it as, you know, the trust fall phase, you know, where, you know, you're going to lean back and I'm going to catch you. Um, I remember that. Yeah. I mean, it, team building is shared experiences. Team building is uh, risk, you know, without, without real danger. You know, there's, there's ways to, to come together to, that are not um, dangerous or they're, they're not silly. I mean, they can be silly if you choose that. But there's other ways to make it meaningful. Um, we're doing a, a, an event now for uh, a big company, and we're sending out sixteen thousand art kits, and they're gonna they're gonna paint these art um, little art uh, pictures. Those pictures are gonna be downloaded, and they're gonna be either they're gonna be put in a banner, and the banners are gonna welcome kids back to school. So they're doing something to, you know, to give back to the community. If the kids don't come back to school, we'll have a video welcoming them online from this company. Now, everyone's done a little bit of work. So 16,000 people from this one company are doing something to give back. And, and that's team building as well because they've come together. We're bringing it together by the, by the donation, by the charitable component to it, by what they've created. So there's, there's a lot of things that people don't see as team building that, you know, that really bring people together. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And you answered my next question really about how to make the typical team building more impactful. And um, go right ahead. Well, one of, the, our, one of our most popular events prior to this was a charity bike build. Are you familiar with that? The charity bike build. build. No, I haven't heard of that. So what we've done, um, is we do an event where we send unbuilt bicycles to a venue or a hotel or a conference 
and basically the company, you know, through through team building exercises, they build children's bicycles. You know, usually small bicycles, and if all goes well, from behind the curtain at the end of the time, children come out and they receive their bicycles. Many get them for the first time they've ever had them. So they'll, you know, they'll be decorated, and the kids will, you know, talk to the people, and the people feel like they've done something to give yeah. back to the community. We just sent out bikes to a company, individuals. So each person in that company at home is going to get a, a, a bike kit. They're going to build it through Zoom, and then they're going to donate it to a local charity near them. So there are ways that virtual and real come together, and that makes it much more impactful. You know, if you built the bike and you donated it to your local Boys and Girls Club, just makes you feel real good and it makes you feel good about the company that paid for that experience to happen absolutely and where there's a will there's a way um absolutely whatever it is that you want to do there's always a way to do it especially now with technology there's always a way to integrate one thing or another to achieve an end so i think that sounds uh, wonderful now, when you work with a company to create a team building event, to what extent do you already have it already packaged and you present it to them? Here it is, as opposed to talking with them and saying, what is it that you really want? Because it's a little of both. I mean, we'll start by asking them you know, what, what they want to. So at the end of your two-hour team building event, what is it that you want to walk away with? What do you want to feel? What, what do you have, want to have accomplished? Then we'll show them and say, these are the things that we'd recommend for this. And often what happens is they'll combine two things. You know, we want to do a charity bike build, but we also want to give them teddy bears. We want to do a uh, mixology event, but we also want to, you know, learn to taste wine or put, so it, we called them, you know, it was hybrid before we, you know, it got redefined in this new, this new pandemic, but a hybrid event was a combination of two events that didn't exist before. And then, you know, so a lot of, you know, it, it kind of came on the drawing board. We don't necessarily build things from scratch. I would imagine to be very labor and time intensive. Yeah, but um, you build different, you know, as they, as they develop. So, you know, this one we're doing for this, uh, the 16,000, it started as one thing and became another as we worked our way through. You know, this is what you know, we want to send uh, paint. You can't send paint through the mail. Let's send colored pencils. Great if you send colored pencils. This is, you know, so, you, so a lot of things get developed as they are, you know, kind of negotiated. Do you find that normally I would assume that business has fallen off at least to some extent with what's going on? Is that the case or, or no? For our business, yeah. Absolutely. Um, interestingly, in June, we did twice as many events as we did last year for about one third the money of what love. So we did twice as much for one for two thirds less. Mm. In one sense, it's busier because people need this. Um, it's also easier in the sense that if I have one facilitator who would normally go to an event in Dallas, for instance, you know, that's where he's locked in. Now, if he's sitting on his computer, he did he can do three in a day, if the timing is right. And then you learn new things. Like um, we had a power outage last week. You kind of forget that if my computer goes out, I can't run a team building event. Yeah, unless you've got a backup uh, generator going. Yeah. Yeah. So for the first time, we did three events that were powered by a generator. 
and then it's just something to worry about. So, so do you find that, given what's going on right now, well, I mean, you've already articulated how you differ, how you're differentiating yourself by offering pricing packages and being a little bit more flexible, and that seems to be helping. Do you agree? I think being flexible is helpful. Being innovative is helpful. I think, you know, one of our differentiators in the past has been many different events as compared to specializing in a few. It's, you know, it's, it's, it goes against the, you know, the jack of all trades, you know, master of none, you know, because we do so many things, it gives people the ability to find something they won't find every, everywhere else. And then also choose a number of things because sometimes they want to book a few different things. So it gives us some options for them. Do you think team building principles or practices could be applicable to like what's going on in society right now insofar as like if you could do a dream team building exercise and you know take Republicans and take Democrats, could that conceivably work? You know, there's a difference between, I, I, I named my company years ago Team Bonding because there's only so much I think you can accomplish in two to four hours. Um, it, there's a level of, higher level of training. If you really wanted, you know, to institute change, it's something you have to do on a regular basis. You can't just, you know, go in and, you know, poof, you know, you're, you're a great team. So with our level of team building or team bonding, probably not, with a higher level, um, and, and a regular thing, I think you probably could accomplish something. But yeah, I've, I've actually we've actually been asked a couple of times to do something for Washington. But yeah, right now, I think it's a little too far gone for our talents. Well, you definitely would. I think to your point, you'd have to have regularly recurring events of different types. Well, I, I mean, it would allow people. You know, you you even see in Washington now. And although people are different in their beliefs, some of them can work together. So it's, it's, it's beneficial in a company, as it would be in Congress, for people to get to know each other better, regardless of their views. So at the time they have to work together, they're able to. Yeah, I, I totally understand. Any final thoughts about uh, what you're doing in team building and what's going on in the world today? I have a, what I consider funny. So depending upon when this airs, sure. Inc. Magazine is coming out tomorrow with their, their um, 5,000 fastest growing companies in the country. We've made that list five times, people. Tomorrow we make it again. So it almost feels to me like it, it's you know 5,000 of the formerly fastest growing companies because it's based on growth from 2016 to 2019. So when we celebrate this, when we share this, the fact that we are one of the fastest growing companies in the country, we aren't any longer. So it's, it just adds to the strange world that we're in. Well, listen, I appreciate your time and your insight. And for business owners listening and entrepreneurs, how can they reach you to learn more? Um, Team Bonding is the website. David at Team Bonding is the easiest way to get, get to me. Um, okay. And I think the lesson that we've learned and the lesson I can share with others is it's resilience. I mean, you know, we've got knocked down. Every one of our events stopped. Our entire business was, was done. 
and in the course of eight weeks we rebuilt it. So I think that's the key point. I, I, I think that's really the big takeaway. Yeah, I think so too. Well, thank you again for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, please stick around with me for another minute or two. And for those watching on YouTube or other video outlets, or for those listening, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and stay safe out there, everybody. Until the next episode. You've been listening to Rebooting Business, the podcast for, about, and by America's small business owners who are ready to reboot and rebuild businesses in a post-COVID-19 world. To learn more about rebooting your business or be a guest on the podcast, please visit www.dms.blue today.